You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with myself, Robbie Musto, here with my pal as ever, the other Robbie, Robbie Earl. And we're recording this podcast after the Sunday games in the Premier League and before the Manchester United game against Stoke tomorrow. With the Alexis Sanchez situation still very much up in the air, we're not quite sure when or even where he's going to go to. That, I'm sure, will happen over the next couple of days. Before we get started on the show, we do ask our listeners to go online and to rate our podcast and to give us a review about it and also in that review tell us who who you support and why and we always say that we read out the best ones in our next pod here is the next best one and it's a liverpool related one from a schlap fshtp85 unusual um a handle there but this is this is how he became a liverpool fan in 2006 and he says my friend showed me this clip on youtube he said just watch and then a few highlights later bang steven gerrard equalized for liverpool in the fa cup final and then he scored another goal from miles away for the win gerrard's skill of striking the ball made me sit in front of the TV every weekend and sing along with the cop. And now I enjoy how Jurgen Klopp challenges his philosophy of the game in arguably the toughest moment in Premier League history for the manager. So that's a really nice review and a nice story about how he became a Liverpool fan. And that's what we want. So keep sending those in and we'll read the best ones out uh, in our next pod. Okay, Robbie, oh, mm-hmm. my friend. We've yeah. just seen, by the way, the game of the season. Absolutely. An amazing game at Anfield. Absolutely. Liverpool 4, Manchester City 3. So much to get into. Mm. Wow. Liverpool were, were very, very impressive. Yeah. Absolutely impressive. And coming into the game, Rob, we both sp- spoke uh, about Liverpool having nine days rest. So they had their energy. They had done some work on the training ground. We knew Jurgen Klopp would have a tactic. He, he's beaten Pep Guardiola four times in different competitions over the years. And... In some respects, I thought their tactical play was outstanding today. We did a little p- package during the game where we talked about physical duels, winning the ball, breaking Manchester City's play up and turning that into attack. And this season, we've seen other people at times try and break up Manchester City's play. But what they've never been able to do is keep possession and turn that into an attacking threat. I remember the Newcastle game a few weeks ago where Newcastle were defending deep, winning the ball and basically giving it back to Man City and they were coming again. Today, Liverpool had a threat when they won it. But that's because of their quality, isn't it? Yeah, correct. You're absolutely right. Plenty of teams can set out a plan Mm -hmm. to win the ball off of of Manchester Manchester City. But but often, City then, this is the whole counter-press, the Gegenpress, where they get it back very quickly. They Mm -hmm. they counter the counter. Um, The difference is with Liverpool... They've got brilliant players yeah, that can yeah. spring forward and damage you. We know all about the front three players. Mm. Mane and Salah and Firmino today were excellent. So when they won the ball back, yeah. those three were making runs forward. And we saw some pretty spectacular wow. finishes, Robbie. Or kind of a, um, you know, that that really is the blueprint. The energy mm. was there. The, the aggressiveness was there as well. But the quality was also there as well. And, and just on some of the, the big calls that the manager made, Robbie, we all wanted to see... Um, Virgil van Dijk yeah, plays a central defender. Yeah. He had a slight hamstring mm. 
worry. Yeah. Now, and Klopp said that he might have risked him in other situations. Yeah, if it was the end of the season. So that was a big call he got Mm. right. Into midfield... Adam Lallana's played the last couple of games in the midfield is that is that little bit of creative play. He wasn't in the starting no. lineup. It was Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain that played yeah. that role. Another big call. So I think big moments, big calls. The goalkeeper change is a, is a yeah. massive call as well. And that oh, he's carrying his question goal. Yeah. Question him a little bit for the first goal. So all these calls and the game were, was full marks for Jurgen Klopp for making the decisions and, and getting the win on the day. And most people were pointing to Rob. You know, oh Liverpool. There's no Philip Coutinho. That's yeah. gone. All that drama's gone. Well. It didn't really show to. I thought Sadio Mane had one of his better games this season. Looked lively, looked energetic, looked enthused. All all the three front men got goals: Firmino, Mane, and Salah. Salah continues to to be an outstanding kind of acquisition for for Liverpool. And so, listen, there's got to be life after Coutinho, and there will be. And with Jurgen Klopp, he's got some money now. It's about trusting him with that money to bring in the the right kind of people. And the right kind of people, and you saw about bringing in players. Now, yeah. one's coming in, in, in Naby Keita, yeah. who is, is a box-to-box yeah. guy. He in can dribble like from one box mm. to the other box, so he's going to make things happen. Yeah. Let's have a quick chat about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain yes. in his preferred position mm. today. Interesting afters, Rob, where he talks about the manager speaking to him, yeah. what he wants in terms mm. of his positioning, his tactics, and the interchange of players, and talked a lot about getting more shots on target and yeah. trying to score goals. We saw that today. Are we already seeing mm. the advantage of a player that wants to learn is at a club with a manager that wants to teach him. Well, it's really interesting that when he came pit side with, 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 with Arlo and, and the guys, Lee and, and Graham, at, at the side of the pitch, he talked about, and it was quite telling, he talked about being at Arsenal or being at a certain level and he wants you to be challenged. He feels there's more in him as a player. And for whatever reason, the environment at Arsenal wasn't getting that out of him. He's come to Liverpool, he talked about settling in the dressing room well, enjoying being with the manager and being driven by the manager. If he doesn't work both sides of the ball, with the ball and without the ball, he'll be out the team. So these, that, that's kind of a, a, a benchmark. Yeah. Accountability, accountability in, in this team. If you let runners go and things like that. But I saw Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain at times today outshine Kevin De Bruyne in wow. terms of, of what he did with the ball, Rob. Yeah, that that just, burst of pace that can get away from people. And we've seen this as a kid and we've seen it in, in a wide position. But now from a central area of the pitch where it can be devastating. And we saw he's finishing. I saw a little bit more maturity in Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain today than I've seen in his career at Arsenal Football Club. I agree. I agree. And it's exciting when you consider where this team is going, mm. where the midfield with Cater coming in, uh, uh, Oxlade Chamberlain, Lalana to add to that, Juan Aldum, uh, Emery Chan. Sean played a particularly right, well so today. Quick, quick, yeah, and it looks like he, well could, and he could be go. Mm. I mean, Jordan Henderson would come in there and people will say like for like, but I tell you what, that, Emery Chan did not play well today. He did play well today, but it looks like mm. he wants a, a more regular first team yeah. situation. I don't know. It's a little bit strange to me because he's of a good age. He can mm. still continue to develop he can make that holding role yeah. his own Rob and and that's what's concerning so that Jordan he Henderson might leave. wouldn't get a spot based on, on what you're saying Emery Charm playing like today mm. is, is better in that role in my opinion than Jordan Henderson yeah. and I, Henderson I, I, would, I would agree and, and Henderson would rather mm. have that license to get forward anyway but just just to finalise on that that position for me is the next position that Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp should address the defensive midfield yeah a, a player a Fernandinho, yeah, yeah. a Sergio Busquets, yeah. a Xabi Alonso. Uh, that Somebody type who can pick of, those passes. Yeah, but he's defensively strong, yeah. but he's a, he's a footballer as well. And I, I just think that's a, a really important part that they should address next. Now, other positions. Yeah, left back. Exactly where I was going to go. Andrew Robertson. Talk to me. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. Is growing into 
a very, very good Liverpool player, is showing maturity, is showing confidence on the ball, is showing physicality, understands his defensive... He, he came in once off... Um, I think Aguero got played through and he came in from his left-back position in a wonderful covering and got a block in. Alberto Moreno doesn't do that, doesn't see or smell why, that why, same thing. Why hasn't he been in the side earlier? Is it all about Alberto Moreno getting a final opportunity under Jurgen Klopp? If, if there's one thing with Jurgen Klopp, and maybe it's to his credit and sometimes and not against, he's, he's a bit stubborn and he might be a bit loyal. He gives people a chance and I think he wanted to give Alberto Moreno a as chance much as much as he can. Now he's got Andrew Robertson in Robertson's got the shirt. As he said with Carrius, with, with Simon Mignolet, when you've got the shirt and you play well, you'll keep the shirt. And I just get the sense now that Robertson's got his sort of Liverpool career up and running and I expect him to kick on and excel now. The goalkeeper, Loris Carrius. Mm. <sighs> Not good enough, Rob. Let, let, let me go straight to that. Well, No, I'm, I'm going straight to it. If, if we're talking about Liverpool now, going to win titles, I'm talking about, next season, next couple of seasons, I don't think this guy's good enough. In my opinion, are you, are you being a, a, are you giving him enough opportunity? He's twenty four years of age, yeah. by the way, Robbie. I know that. I He's twenty four years Correct. of age. He's had a few opportunities, but not really a long run where he can gain some confidence. Correct. He can gain some belief of the players Correct. and the fans to Correct. put him in an environment that, that we're going to see the best out of him. Correct. I think you know. I, I think it's a little bit too early to say that. Well, it's a little bit too early, my friend. Based on what I see... Well, yeah, but based on not many games. Yeah, but based on the goal that goes in today, Rob, based on some things, decisions I see, mate, based on his relationship with his back four, I don't see a guy who I'm totally confident is going to be the guy that, that gets me to But at 24, he's not a finished article. Of course not. But what and I'm it, saying is... Get, I, he will get better. I don't, I don't feel I want to wait. I don't think there's anything between him and Simon Mignolet. I think you flick it, you flick a coin. I think they're both the same, Rob. More upside, but, more upside on Karras because of his age. Yeah, but what am I going to wait? Three more years, four more years, I'll be out of a job. Jurgen Klopp will wait, of course and he you won't will. be out of a job. It, it, this is the same thing with being patient. Listen, if, if there's a if there's a position, I think that they could improve. It is goalkeeper. I'm just trying to give. I'm just trying to give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt, I, I, Rob. I know, but we're talking about. I think we, we're talking about on a serious level. Liverpool challenging for titles. That, that's where we, we, we've got to get to, Rob. We're not talking about Liverpool finishing fourth or third. This Liverpool team want to win a Premier League title. Jurgen Klopp is going to have money to build it. And to build it, I don't think the goalkeeper, Lois Karius, is a title-winning goalkeeper. Yes, I'm making a bit of an early call, but sometimes my gut tells me. Sometimes what I see, relationships, communication. Sometimes it's how you get beaten by, by shots. Not that shots go in. I just don't feel for me he's a guy. How, how does your gut feel about Liverpool Football Club and mm. where they're going mm. and, and mm. where they can finish this mm. season and where they might go after this window and then another window really in the summer? Okay. You know, it's a, it is obviously a steady mm. improvement, Correct. evolution, progression Correct. under Jurgen Klopp. Mm. Where, where, where do you see that in the next 12 months with this football team? Where are they going to be? I like where they're going, Rob. And, and I look at teams like Manchester United, I look at Chelsea, I look at Tottenham, I certainly look at Arsenal, and I think, you know what? They're probably up there in terms of where, the, where the, the, their development could be and what they could achieve. They've got a young group of players. They've got a, a manager who we know can affect and man-manage. They need pieces. They need 
one or they need one or two more windows to be ready to say let's go toe to toe. See, so, someone like Spurs, okay, mm. you know we, we've got to consider Liverpool along with Spurs can yeah. they be better now. Yeah. Now I think Spurs feel like strength and depth a little bit. Yeah, a bit more balance. There's a bit more balance. balance. They're, yeah. they're a bit more groove. They're strong. Uh, it's, it's a little bit more about it. They, but what Liverpool have that Spurs don't have so much, and I know Spurs have got Harry Kane, which maybe mm. makes up for it. But they've got Leroy Sane. Uh, no, they haven't. They've got Sadio Mane. Yeah. And Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Now that's tremendous threat, tremendous pace, tremendous uh, goal ability in the wide areas, and and stars and game changers. Harry Kane is the goal Spurs scorer. Spurs do it in a different way, though. Rob Deli Ali last season got what, twenty goals. I but, mean, Eriksson's son. But d- 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 you, you would agree that Liverpool's attack, yeah, is uh, apart as a from three the goal- is, is is better. Yeah. So, so can they make up the difference with Spurs with some of the other parts? Maybe midfield player comes in and then can push possibly. ahead of Spurs because they've got more possibly. star players. That's what I'm saying. Possibly uh, in, they, in they, 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 So it, that's the there's a balance, and it depends with how the players come in. Cato, as you said, is going to come in. How does he do? We don't know him in this league, mm. but yeah, so much to look forward to from Liverpool's point of view. Let's talk about yeah. Manchester City because you know they've lost first loss today. Pep was. Almost sounded to me like, you know, that's over with. We can move on. We'll dust ourselves down. We'll get better. We know he's a perfectionist. We know he demands and drives these players. They'll be back on the training ground. They'll be doing what they do. And they at home to Newcastle next weekend. Rebecca was trying to say, is this, could this be a start of a blip? Could, could we start to see them lose one or two more? I don't think it is. No, I don't think it will be. I, I think this is the sort of game... Um, that they can lose because their style is very consistent. They're going to keep playing and playing. And if they meet a team that's fired up mm. and that can get in their faces and win the ball back and have some quality to hurt them, then this is a result that can absolutely happen. We saw mm-hmm. quite a few of these last year around yeah. this period with Pep. And that was the struggle. That was the, the 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 part where a lot of people said, pundits and journalists thought, you know what, can he win this way? And, and obviously he's putting that to bed this season. Um, so I think, there is that performance in, in Man City. Um, they weren't quite at their best, Rob. And, I, and I, I remember going into this game thinking, City, given what they're going to face at Anfield, have to be at their best with their mm. best players. David Silva didn't start. Yeah. Um, and Fab- Fabian Delph did at left back. They had to come off. Yeah, Danilo I, they just They weren't mm. quite at it that was needed to beat that press all the way through the game. All the things we said that Liverpool would have to do well, they did, and got the press going and won some ball and got the thing. You talked about David Silva. I think he's more than just a provider of passes. I think Pep Guardiola said not long ago, he's one of the strongest players. And he said, not physical strength, not in muscles, but he'll have the ball in all situations. Mm-hmm. He'll make us tick. He's got that little something else that and maybe they just And he protects need. the ball so well, yeah. that pressure, it, that yeah. tackling yeah, it doesn't give it away. Is, is less effective. Gundogan's a little so bit looser, good. isn't he? He loses looser. a little bit more of that possession. And that's and, what it takes. That's mm, all it takes to, to change the balance of, 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 of having the ball and getting the ball taken off of you. More often than not, so that that was the main difference. Has the league missed out? Have we missed out on a new Invincibles? Does that matter so much with with, with Pep Guardiola and well, his team and, I, I, and the era that we're in? Well, I think this is an individual thing, and for me, and I am absolutely not a fan of any of the Premier League sides uh, at the moment. You you, you want to see greatness, Rob? You want to see what's an example like like Tiger Woods when he was coming through? You want to experience and live through a legend, a, a great player or a team and when you see City the football that they play the mm. goals that they scored and the style and the winning 
you want to see greatness. So there's a little bit in me that's like, oh, does I, I wanted does, to does see greatness. Does greatness go away, though, with one well, defeat? no, it doesn't really, no. no. It doesn't. It doesn't go away yet. No, mm. if they can, if they go on another run yeah. now and, and lose no other game... From now till the end of the season. It could still be called the yeah. greatest ever team in the Premier League, depending yeah. on points, goal scored, mm. and difference, etc. at the top or gap at the top. So there's a little bit of that in me. Do you have any of that feeling as well with that? Or are you like... You're not really bothered about that kind of I, I, that perfect no, I, I, team. I'm less that. bothered. I, I'm more in terms of, okay, how does he drive this team on again? Like you say, how many points do they get? How many goals do they score? What's the goal difference? What's the difference between them and the team that finished second? I, and I think that's where Pep's at, really. It'd have been nice to have done, but I think now it isn't. He moves on. He puts it to side. He's not going to be asked every press conference, are oh, you worried about being the new Invincibles? And he can get on with doing his job. Can I just get, just say one thing, just for listeners to have a little thought about going forward now? And it's just about the modern game and about these two particular teams. Mm. Going into this game, I remember we were going to do kind of talk about or feature wingers. Yeah. Goal-scoring wingers, Robbie Earl. Are they, are they taking over the most important part of mm. goal production from your team? Because I thought that before the game. I'm just looking down the list of goal scorers. Oxlade, no, not a winger in mm. this game. Firmino's a striker. Sadio Mane scores. Mohamed Salah scores. Leroy Sané scores. Bernardo Silva scored from a wide position. It continues, mate. And these two teams mm. with the wide players is changing... Not, not maybe so much changing, but it's showing where goals can come from. It's not all about the central strike. Just, just a yeah. thought, and, and I'm looking at the goal scores thinking, wow, again, the wingers have scored a lot of goals in this game. But it's interesting because, in fact, I agree with what you say, but part of it is they're actually not wingers anymore. There's an evolution mm. of the position that used to be a winger, that's a guy that run down the line, crosses it for right. somebody in the middle, and he might get two or three right. goals a season. Right. This that's guy's changing. now become a that's, better football, yeah. an intelligent football, who's almost like a striker playing in a wide position. Yeah. Yeah. Getting 10, 12, 15 goals. I just think that's a sneaky little mm. something we're seeing now in the Premier League over yeah. the last couple of seasons, particularly this year and particularly with these two teams. Okay. Right. Should we move it on? Move it on to the other game. Bournemouth 2, Arsenal 1. Arsenal did go 1-0 up to uh, Hector Bellerin and we spec'd him into the second half, 1-0. Mm. Now they'll go on and make this game safe. Wasn't the case. Callum Wilson gets one back on 70 minutes. Jordan Ibe gets his first Premier League goal in 52 appearances for, for Bournemouth to get the, the second goal yeah. in all three points. Yeah. We had Robbie Musto, and it's a shot I think we'll see for a long time. An Arsenal fan, who was by no means a hooligan, was by no means being aggressive, stood up after the game, mm. threw out his arms, and bellowed for four or five times, Rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. Now, this is a guy who looks a well-educated guy who wanted to give his opinion, who yeah. was emotional yeah. about what he'd seen it with his a, football club. It, it was iconic a little it, bit yeah. with, with the, the, the current feeling of Arsenal fans and supporters. And, and when you look at this team, and we'll talk about Alexis a little bit in a mm. minute, it, it, you know, and, and this is all due respect to the professional players at Arsenal, but an Arsenal team that has Callum Chambers, uh, Rob Holding, I mean, young players. Yeah. You know, Jack Wilshere's looking like their best player, which yeah. which yeah. is surprising again. Maitland-Niles looks a really good prospect, yeah. but you've got Awobi and Welbeck and Lacazette that's not really doing it. It just... It, 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 when you consider some of the teams that we played oh. against and recent teams, recent <laughs> champions, the, the, the club, it seems, and the team is moving backwards. It's not being progressive in its growth like the Liverpools are and Spurs have been and Chelsea have been and Manchester United I guess with the money they're buying progression mm. and forward momentum Arsenal are dripping 
uh, and drifting backwards just on just on points from title challenges to just about top four to fifth to now sixth. So that's the more concerning state about mm. where Arsenal go, given that, that Alexis Sanchez mm. is on the brink, it seems, of leaving the football club to one of the Manchester sides, maybe Manchester United, and Mesut Ozil, that was injured for this game, could potentially follow suit and leave the club. Where you know where what, are we? what I saw today, Rob, with with the one to eleven for from Arsenal, and their star player is probably going to go. Their next best player might leave in, in the summer, uh, Alexis and Ozil. I saw a team today that looked like a team that you put out in the League Cup when you want to give it a yeah. little bit of, uh, uh, of a go, but your best players are, are not going to be there. Mm. Rob Holding and Callum Chambers are two young defenders who will get better, and you can talk, you know, we can talk about their future. They wouldn't get in any other no. top six team. No. Nowhere near another no. top six team. Now, you, you're starting to say with, with this Arsenal team, Rob, like, this is possibly one of the, now as it looks, one of the worst Arsenal teams that Arsenal's worked with. And we're talking about Alexis Sanchez and we go into that, we'll probably leave and whether... Mesut Ozil stays all these. Why should Ozil but, but, stay, you know, stay he, do, he, he might not, and we'll just go there. But just let me go with one more point. Arsene Wenger's going through a transition. We're talking about maybe Theo Walcott going. Coughlin's gone. You know, Oxlade-Chamberlain's gone. Oxlade-Chamberlain's gone, and we still play well today. So he's got to now go out and find the next, play, the next set of players. How do you convince a star player, come to Arsenal? We're going to finish fifth or sixth in the league. We'll be playing Europa League football if we're lucky. We've got no Champions League. We've just lost two or three star players. I mean, what's the pull now to Arsenal? And by the way, Arsenal, and, and people know, I'm a huge Arsenal fan. Arsenal's one of the great football clubs absolutely. in English football. Absolutely. The great football it's clubs. A great football club, absolutely right. And, and also, given the players that could be leaving further, it makes you think, OK, there's got to be a big rebuild. The current price inflation with footballers mm. around Europe to make a team like Arsenal better is going to be fortunes. Hundreds it's going to be of fortunes. millions of dollars. And, and the ownership of the football club have got a massive decision to make because we know there's change in time, change in structure behind the football club with directors of football, with recruitment, with scouting, with coaching. We know it's changing behind the scenes there. Is Arsene Wenger allowed to continue, Robbie Earl? Because... It looks like it's all going in one direction. Mm. And, and, and for me, Arsenal Football Club can't allow Arsene Wenger, and bless him, and with all due respect in the world for what he's done, they've got to say in the summer, listen, we know it's a two-year contract. You know, we'll, we'll of course pay up your final year. We need to move forward. But, but people talk, and you go back to the ownership, and I just want to try and clear this up one way or the other. Talk about the ownership and Stan Kroenke. And the argument is that he puts his money in, he, he wants to maybe take money out, or as long as, you know, the, the status quo, he's okay with things. But he's a businessman, Rob. First and foremost, I assume he's a businessman. Yeah. So here's the business. You've got Mesut Ozil, and you've got Alexis Sanchez, and you've got Jack Wiltshire, and you've got Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, all running out of contract. You're a businessman. You can probably raise with those four players yeah. somewhere around two hundred and fifty million dollars by selling them. They're in their absolute so, peak. Some so of these if, players, if, if you're a businessman and you don't sell them in those times, Who's running the business? Incredible. Is Arsene Wenger running the business? And so now you're getting a fraction. I mean, you buy you buy Alexis Sanchez for say thirty million dollars. It's a snip. 
It's ab- Coutinho's just gone for 200. And by the way, when they're both playing at the best, there ain't a lot between them. Different styles, but there ain't a lot between them. They're 29 them. years of age, Mesut Ozil and Alexis Sanchez, in their absolute <sighs> prime of their career, and they're being allowed to leave, potentially, yeah. in a few months for Nothing. zero. For zero. And they were big money. I think £40 million ish for both of these players when they came into the football club. So that's been allowed over the Arsene Wenger uh, uh, watch. We've seen other players in Cesc Fabregas and, and uh, Robin, uh, Robin Van Percy, Percy Sammy, Sammy Nasri, Cole, and, yeah, loads of players that have left because success hasn't been there. And it is sad because because you're right. And, and, and maybe some of our listeners here that, that are fairly new fans to mm. Arsenal, maybe... Or maybe it's doing them disrespect, but but it's a big club. It's oh, been it's a, a big club a for a long time. Club. It's old money. It's, it's very well supported, and it, it deserves a little bit better. And just to go back to that guy, uh, please everybody try and find that the image. I'm sure it'll mm. be on social media of this fan in utter despair, saying the stuff he did yeah. at the end rubbish, of the match. Rubbish. I mean, it, it hurt. It, it cut to the bone, and it hurt him, and it was emotional. Rob. Should we, Alexis Sanchez? I mean, yeah. this is before the Man United game tomorrow against yeah. Stoke. Um, talk that he that there seems to be where should he go thought, where should he go if he gets the chance he should go to Manchester City but he, whether he has to wait till the end of the season for that or they aren't going to pay the money but I said uh, on our radio show last night and I said Jose Mourinho is I think persuasive He's got the weight and the size and the history and the tradition of Manchester United behind him. I think he, he can go with money. And I think he can sell a narrative to, to Alexis Sanchez. Come and join me. I'm, I'm building something here. Maybe your mate Mesut Ozil might be joining you in the summer. With, be, with, what, with, with some of what else is in that squad. You start to get the back of that team right and, and the midfield set up. By the way, now we're talking. Now we're now talking. We're talking. It, I mean, it, it would be, it would be it, it, a disaster for Arsenal, for Arsene Wenger to, to let go his two best players to Manchester United and Jose Mourinho. And I think, you know, we go by reports and it, it's yes. speculative, a lot of it, but there's a lot of talk out there that yeah. Alexis is, like you said, he's having a bit of United. Yeah, in the next couple of days. I, I wonder, you know, I, 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 do, I do make this comment because I believe there's something in it. I, I was um, working with Barcelona or on their games when Alexis were there with, with Pep. Mm. And it, it, it was awkward. It was awkward for Alexis in that team. He played wide and Alexis... Well, it's a watched style him. thing. Is it's it a style, style thing? thing. I watched him at Udinese before mm, that, that yeah. move and he was brilliant. Like the yeah. game was about him, dribbling, mm. uh, you know, everything. But at Barca, much more in a straight jacket. Yeah. You stay wide, mm. you pass the ball, you look for Lionel Messi and he wasn't himself. Now, he did get better with Barcelona when Pep went on yeah. but maybe that's mm. in his mind. Maybe Man United, he knows, is a real great old money yeah. huge football club he could and, be the man and, there and he could he? be the man and mm. he's going to play all the time oh. Rob the Man City he might not yeah. we saw again stunning work from Leroy Sane still yeah, he's been yeah. Where brilliant where does he fit in Aguero. Jesus is still you know, yeah so it, I think if you put it all in a, in a in a big old mixer together, the move to United for him mm. with the probably extra dough he's going to get, extra money, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Jose Mourinho could have the last laugh on this one on a day when he didn't play, but he sees Manchester City get beat and he maybe sees uh, Alexis Sanchez come to his team. Quick word on, on Bournemouth. Big, big result for them, Rob, from, from 1-0 down, a 2-1 win. It gives Eddie, Eddie Howe's team a, a little bit of hope down at the bottom of the league, puts a little bit of a, a gap between them and, and bottom teams. Now, four is it four-point gap? Yeah, between that, them and 
in Stoke. Needed yeah. this, by the way, didn't he? Eddie Howe. I mean, it's a bonus, isn't it? It's a bonus result. <sighs> I mean, awesome. to go one nil down and to get the three points to lift them away from the relegation zone. And when I look at the league table now, Robbie, Earl, and just a, a, a quick kind of word on that. You know, you have got Newcastle, Brighton, Huddersfield that we that we yeah. credited just yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Those three were together, but much 14, higher up 15, the division. 16. All mm. of a sudden, they are right in it. They are right in towards a relegation situation because Stokes, West Brom, Southampton's, um, I think, will get better. Um, and it's, a, a, you know, from personal experience, the second half of the season, the Premier League after promotion is a, is a grind. It's really, gonna be, really tough. going to be tough. Interesting who makes moves in the transfer market. Mm. I know Huddersfield already, Congolo and, and Alex Pritchard have come in. We'll have to see if Newcastle, Rafa gets any kind of money to work there. Yeah. And Brighton, I think uh, Chris Hutton will want to get one or two people in as well. But as, as you said, tightening up down at the bottom of the league, some big games coming up this week and next week but there's none bigger than today so that's it from us now we want to hear from you our listeners firstly we'd love you to rate our show by downloading the two robbies on apple Podcasts. tell us what you like about the show but more importantly tell us what team you support and why you support that team and if you let us know we'll read out the best responses on our next podcast so on the day when liverpool put an end to manchester city's unbeaten run at the top of the table and it was in true Jurgen Klopp style, a dramatic 4-3 victory at Anfield. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening and bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.